have to forgive ourselves or someone else and it and it just plays out in how we interact uh, with other people uh, as well as ourselves and uh, i remember um a few weeks ago uh, Roe is home for the summer so jennifer and i we were home it must have been a saturday and Roe was there as well and it was just one of those really mild uh, carefree days we didn't have much on our plates and it was just beautiful and the birds were out and the sun is shining it wasn't too hot and so it's just a great day to enjoy creation and mancus and, and each other's company and we were kind of just hanging around the house doing a few odds and ends there and around mid-afternoon uh roe he, he looked at me and jennifer and he said y'all have been on each other all day long he said would you just stop and we were shocked. <laughs> we didn't even realize it. He said, would you stop? And so he got up from his chair and he, and he left the room and we were offended. And I guess we kind of unintentionally confirmed what he said because we yelled at him. We're not picking on each other. We're getting along just fine here. But deep down, deep down, we, all, we knew that there was this undercurrent of, of frustration and irritation flowing between us. And what was different though, uh, I wouldn't say different, but it was nothing specific. There was nothing major. We hadn't had a, a big fight or anything. There was just this frustration and we weren't speaking to each other kindly or, or respectfully there. Maybe it was some long ago ill will that we haven't resolved. Maybe it was a, a snide remark that we didn't notice but there was just this undercurrent of irritation. And whatever it was though, it prevented us from enjoying a really beautiful day in each other's company. And Father uh, Rollheiser, he says, as we age, we, we can trim down our spiritual vocabulary, just the three words, and that's forgive, forgive, forgive. And we just keep on forgiving. And of course, Jesus says, as I mentioned earlier, when Peter asked him how many times we should forgive, and he says seven times 70, we just continue to forgive one another. And are we aware? Are we aware of our need to receive and to extend forgiveness on a daily basis? Every day there's that need that we need to forgive someone or to forgive ourselves for one thing or another. And it's not beating ourselves up. It's really just truly being free and cleaning out the, the resentment, the grudges and the anger there. Or do we just say to ourselves, I'm fine, but we are sulking or we are mad at each other, much like Jennifer and I were on that on that one day. Now, I should also mention, I wish it was just one day, but it happens more often than that. <laughs> and is the practice of forgiveness, which I think is probably the number one spiritual issue that we were all facing, is that practice of forgiveness, is it a way of life for us? And Richard Rohr says the ongoing experience of being forgiven, even when we don't think we need it, is necessary to renew our flogging spirit and to keep us in that infinite ocean of grace. 
And I love that language there, that forgiveness keeps us in the infinite ocean of grace. And as many of you mentioned, it, it provides renewal for us in our lives. And forgiveness means literally to, to release or to hurl away or to free ourselves. And it's the ongoing process of letting go of our irritations or our frustrations, our resentment and our anger. And resentment <clears throat> is the antithesis of forgiveness. And it means literally to feel again. And think about how often we have this, this injustice or we feel slighted or wrong. And we just relive that experience over and over again. And the only way we can step out of it is through forgiveness. Resentment clings to the past. It relives an event over and over. And it picks each fresh scab so that the wound never heals. With resentment, we wake up in the middle of the night and, and we're festering. Or we're just gnawing each other. And probably someone that wasn't even involved in the incident. In extreme cases, as some of you mentioned, if we hold on to that resentment, we, we turn violent. We might say we're over it, but we really aren't. And resentment hardens our hearts and it wrecks havoc in our lives. It makes us suspicious, cynical, sarcastic, and depressed. And as Nuon says, it stills our inner joy and our peace. So there's a real incentive for us to forgive because we know the devastating effects of that bitterness and unforgiveness, but it is still never easy to forgive because it's so counterintuitive. It, it it's flies in the face of our sense of, of fairness and justice. Yet it is what Jesus did. And he asked us to do the same thing. Forgive, forgive, forgive. And we can especially see the consequences of, of bitterness in the older brother in the story of the prodigal son. And maybe appropriate that we mention this on Father's Day. His wayward brother returns home. And his father throws this lavish party for his younger son. He completely forgives him. But the older brother is furious. He is angry and he refuses to go into his father's house. He refuses to enter into that love and that joy and that celebration. Instead, he stands outside the door, just upset and angry. And he argues with his father. I, I have never wandered away. I've never been unfaithful. I've stayed here and I've taken care of the family farm. He goes, and you haven't given me anything. And he refuses to be part of the celebration, the dancing and the feast. He has no joy and the bitterness is eating him up. And we have to ask ourselves, how many times have we been that older brother? How often does our bitterness or our resentment prevent us from truly living and enjoying life? Nuon says resentment prevents us from seeking forgiveness because we're completely oblivious. The older brother does not think he needs forgiveness. He says, I've done everything right, except for he has a hard heart. <clears throat> and it robs us of joy as well. 
while everyone else is enjoying the food and the wine and the dancing, the older son is drowning in his own resentment. And if we maintain our bitterness, it spills over into every area of our life and all of our relationships as well. When we are curt, cynical, sarcastic, maybe even violent with one another, is that a sign, an indicator that maybe we have an unresolved forgiveness issue? Rollheiser says, all of us have been wounded in ways very small and very traumatic. And we should never trivialize that or make light of our scars. We have to spend time with that. But can we make a commitment to the way of forgiveness and new life? Because we wanna let go of that bitterness. We wanna sleep at night. We wanna live and love and celebrate life and enjoy that feast. And forgiveness heals us. <clears throat> and it has the potential to heal the person that we are upset with as well. And Paul in Colossians says, forgive each other, just as God has forgiven us. So we must forgive. And it's a good word, we must forgive if we wanna live life, if we wanna have a future. Because <clears throat> Richard Rohr says, nothing new, <clears throat> excuse me, nothing new happens without forgiveness. We just keep repeating the same old patterns, the same illusions, and the same half-truths. And the poet Alexander Pope, he wrote, <clears throat> to err is human, but forgiveness is divine. So how do we let go of our irritations, our frustrations, and our resentments? Because it's never easy. <clears throat> we can certainly pray, and we can seek help and ask for guidance from the Holy Spirit. And I always suggest that if we're working on forgiveness, instead of starting off with a 10, start off with a one or two, <laughs> something that's a little bit easier and build up. So how do we forgive? And I've thought often about that day that Jennifer and I were <clears throat> displeased with one another. And again, this happens quite often there. And Nuon, in the book that we just read this winter called The Spirituality of Living, he said something that <clears throat> struck me as very profound and potentially life-changing. And he asked himself the question that we just asked our, ourselves as well, what is forgiveness? And his answer was, forgiveness is to allow the other person not to be God. I just thought that was... Really, forgiveness is to allow the other person not to be God. It's to allow the other person not to be perfect. Forgiveness says, I know you love me, but you don't have to love me unconditionally because no human being can do that. We kind of give each other a break. We recognize that we're human, that we are divine, but we are not perfect. No human being, our spouse, our partner, our children, our parents, our fathers and mothers, our boss, our coworkers, or our best friend, or could also add the churches we attend. <laughs> None of them are perfect. And we can't meet all of our needs all of the time. I would say only our creator can do that. 
And even then, God does not rescue us from all of our situations. <clears throat> to forgive other people for being able to give us only a little love is a really hard discipline. And to keep asking others for forgiveness because we can only give a little love is a hard discipline as well. But think of how much more healthy our relationships would be if we didn't expect everyone else to be perfect or to be God. And the good news is forgiveness is possible and it does lead us to new life and to healing. And the father forgives his younger son and has this lavish party. In the ending of the story, we're not told but what happens to the older son? And I'd like to believe at some point that he's able to forgive himself, his father, and his younger brother. And he enters into the house as well. And he celebrates life for the first time. Nuon says community and relationships form when we can come together in a very forgiving and undemanding way. We form relationships when we come together in an undemanding way. May we make a commitment today, all of us, to the pathway or the way of forgiveness. And may we celebrate the new life. Amen.